2: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala. I know too much about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And with me for the first time remotely via Zoom video chat is my my co-host and person I wish I could interact with. Face to face. But given our oh, circumstance, we cannot. It's Kristen Stuttered.
1: That's me. Hello. I I am laughing my face off. This is so bizarre. We're in a little Zoom room right now, so I can look at Joe mm-hmm. with his little headphones on, but I could not I cannot be there.
2: No. <laughs>
1: We're not on the same quarantine.
2: It's bizarre. And yet the, the pod rolls on. It rocks and it rolls on.
1: Yeah, the, the pod must rock and roll on, I guess.
2: Because <laughs> it, it it feels like we can do it, so we should.
1: Yeah, listen, we're providing a service. I, I, a valuable, there, I don't know if I'd say a service. service.
2: I'd say at the very least a distraction.
1: That is true. In, In these it, trying times, let's think about something that truly does not matter.
2: Yeah, hopefully we could take your mind off things for at least a little bit. Um, this is our first official quarantine episode. Obviously, and I think even you know this, the induction ceremony was delayed.
1: Did they give a date for I voted in the Wednesday about it. I said I think it's going to happen, maybe I said 2021, or maybe I said winter. This was also when nobody knew anything. Mm-hmm. We didn't realize just how long things were going to be postponed.
2: Yeah, right. Because now
1: I really think it's not going to be until 2021. But so, I think I probably said winter.
2: Oh, have,
1: Ooh, do we have a date?
2: They've set a date. And perhaps it's optimistic, but they've set a date of November September? November 7th. So we will have is just...
1: That, is that election day?
2: It, it's a Saturday. It's a Saturday after election Tuesday.
1: Oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, what is the world going to be like on November 7th of this year? Honestly, if someone could put me to sleep until then, I would, I would let them. <laughs> <laughs> like if you promised to keep me alive and like maybe yeah, exercise my chamber. muscles a little bit. Yeah, no problem.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, but, and
1: you know, I have nothing to live for until the induction ceremony anyway.
2: Well, you've, you, were, you were getting so excited because it was coming up. You would text me and you would say, Joe, I can't believe it. We're going to go to Cleveland and it would be seven execution <laughs> points.
1: Yeah. And Cleveland in all caps. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: absolutely. Yeah. So November 7th is the date that they have, uh, they've set. Okay. We'll see. I don't know if that's optimistic or not, or if that's realistic, but they've set a date. And so that's what we're operating on. And it is so funny. I do
1: not think that that's going to happen. I mean, we'll see. November 7th. All right. Okay. November 7th. I could, that is good. That is optimistic and it's good to be optimistic in these times.
2: It's also so funny that we consider this period between the inductee announcement and the induction ceremony to be more or less a lost period for the podcast. Cause we don't, we
1: were like, what are we going to do to fill all this time?
2: yeah and and we were thinking oh it's not even gonna be till may this year it's only gonna be a
1: couple of weeks like we thought it'd be two months and we were like Ooh, what are we gonna two three months
2: yeah right and so it's like how do we fill this time and now they are adding an additional six months so then the question becomes how do we fill this time
1: i mean honestly we are the ones who suffer the most during <laughs> this <laughs> <laughs> This is us. I can't believe this is happening to us.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it is us. It is definitely, we are bearing the brunt of yeah. the, the, the COVID pandemic than yeah. really anybody else. How that, could
1: they do this to us? How could they do this to us?
2: So we are, we are put in a position with the podcast where now we really have to, I think, get creative yeah um, i
1: I truly as will come to no surprise to our listeners, have no idea what we're supposed to be doing on this episode at right all.
2: yeah you have no idea what I've planned and that we keep it that way to keep it fresh, you know so that we, the, the podcast they still want it to be spicy, you know and yeah <laughs> i've uh I've kept you in the dark.
1: They still wanted to be spicy, oh geez. so
2: here's what I have planned, and mate some of our listeners will already be familiar a little bit with this because I've posted about it. Now, you don't really follow our posts, which will serve you <laughs> for this episode. So what I've done is I have come up with a quarantine playlist. And oh. I can- oh,
1: I saw that you did that, but I did not go to it at all.
2: great. Well, th- that's perfect. So, yeah, so what I did was for the 2020 inductees, I picked one song a piece for each artist that reflects the situation that we're going through right now. Okay. And this episode, what I'd like to do is I would like to have it almost function a little bit like you're listening to the oh. radio. Okay. So instead of playing song clips, I am going to drop the full song. Okay. Into the episodes. And our listeners don't know this. When I drop the song clips in, it is, they maybe could guess this. I'm doing it in post. You're not hearing anything when we're recording. No. But what I would like. Sometimes
1: we will listen to it, but we are not, I'm not hearing what he plays in the actual.
2: I would like you, Kristen, to listen to the full song. Right now? What I'm going to do is <laughs> right now. Yeah. So what I'm going to do.
1: I'm really busy, Joe. I've got a lot going on. Is I would, uh,
2: <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> so what I'll do is I'll kind of, I'll set these songs up. Then you guys, the listeners will hear it. You won't hear us listening to it, but I, but know that we will be listening to it and then we'll just kind of Talk about it. A lot of these are deep cuts, which some are, some aren't. But I think that will be fodder for a little bit of discussion. So that
1: sounds good. Cool. So um, this is also the moment where I legitimately try to remember who's being inducted.
2: Yeah. Right. Okay. So let's. I, and <laughs> I, I know I,
1: Depeche Mode is one of them. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> and the Doobie Brothers. Oh wait, no. I think I can. Rem- you, you can I see do- if I can just recall yeah, them all right now? I'm pretty sure I can. There's the six. Doobie Brothers. Doobie Brothers, Depeche Mode, um, T. Rex, mm-hmm. Biggie, uh, um, Whitney, uh-huh. and uh, it's, oh, Nine Inch Nails. Very I was good. about to say, and not Todd Rundgren. It would
2: have been very appropriate. <laughs> would have been very on brand for you. All right, so you ready? Okay. Cool. So what we'll start off with is, and I try to kind of order these to make some sort of a progression, right? So with what's going on, with the way we've had to alter the way that we live our lives and with, you know, things shutting down, whether they're restaurants or bars or any public gathering, I think this first song kind of sets the tone, which is a song from the Notorious B.I.G. and it's called Things Done Changed.
3: had waves, gazelle shades, and corn braids. Your pennies, honeys had the hot top jellies, shooting skelly. Motherfuckers was all friendly, lounging at the barbecues, drinking brews with the neighborhood crews, hanging on the avenues. Turn your pages to 1993. Niggas is getting smoked, G. Believe me, talk slick, you get your neck slick, quick slick, cause real street niggas ain't having that shit. Toting text for rep, smoking blunts in the project hallways, shooting dice all day. Waiting for niggas to step up on some fighting shit. We get hyping shit and start fighting shit. So step away with your fist fight ways, motherfucker. This ain't back in the days But you, but don't, you don't hear me though. Back in the day. One, two, three. All it is to me is a mystery, I hear your motherfuckers talk about it, but I stay seeing bodies with the motherfucking chalk around it, and I'm down with the shit too, for the stupid motherfuckers wanna try to use kung fu, instead of a Mac-10 he tried scrapping slugs in his back, and that's what the fuck happens when you sleep on the street, little motherfuckers with heat, wanna leave a nigga six feet deep, and we come to the wake, to make sure the crying and commotion ain't a motherfuckin' fake, Back in the days, our parents used to take care of us. Look Look at them them now, they ain't even fucking scared of us. Calling the city for help because they can't maintain. Damn shit done Uh. changed. Probably have a key knee deep in the crack game Because the streets are the short stop Either you're slinging crack rock or you got a wicked jump shot Shit, it's hard being young from the slums Eating five cent gums, not knowing where your meal's coming from And now the shit's getting crazier and major Kids younger than me, they got the sky grand pages Going out of town, blowing up Six months later, all the dead bodies showing up It made me want to grab the nine and the shoddy But I gotta go identify the body Damn, what happened to the summertime cookouts? Every time I turn around, a nigga gettin' took out. Shit. Shit, my mama got cancer in her breast. Don't ask me why I'm motherfucking stressed. Shit. Things done changed.
2: was Things Done Changed by notorious B.I.G. Uh, what's interesting about that is it's, the, it's not the first track on the first album, uh, Ready to Die, his debut album, but it's the first song track. Like there's an intro track to Ready to Die, and then this is pretty much the first song. Really? Which, and I think it, it, it does a pretty good job of establishing a lot of the Biggie themes
1: you know, I looked, I, I opened the lyrics while I was uh, yeah, listening to it to just make sure I was really absorbing what mm-hmm. was happening in the, the song. Uh, and I didn't realize I was, I guess when I was, re- I was listening to it, I was like, oh, is this from his first album or from his, because they all have like, what are the names of the albums? They are... It's
2: Ready to Die in Life After Death.
1: I often confuse those two, even though... They are a before and an after of what happened to him. The song is gangster rap, it's exactly what they were talking about <laughs> the original gangster rap type song. You know, it's about selling drugs and violence mm-hmm. in, in a the sense, hood, like if a, I may. Yeah. you know,
2: you know hip hop often reflects the culture, and I think you know, we talk when we talk about gangster rap we talk about it in juxtaposition with the more like party hip hop that came Mm -hmm. before it. And this is in the way that it's describing how things have gotten harder, things have changed within the community and within the culture. I think it's both reflecting culturally and musically kind of how things done changed
1: if you will a theme i think that many rappers are still rapping about today as well is kind of that the two tickets out of poverty for young black people tend to be drugs or sports you know Mm -hmm. and he really he hits that
2: interesting kind of things to note We often position Big E in the East Coast, West Coast rap feud. And one of the main samples is from a Dr. Dre song. person saying things done change on this side, remember they used to thump, but now they blast Mm -hmm. right, is Dr. Dre. And that's a song from a song, Little Ghetto Boy, from The Chronic. Which had come out a year earlier.
4: Things changed on this side. Remember they used to thump, but not they blast. Right?
2: All right, so oh we, we, we go from things done changed, which I think kind of like establishes speaking quarantine wise, speaking COVID-wise, the fact that we're we're shifting everything and everything is different now, to the fact that a lot of people have to cancel things. And we, we are not participating in anything anymore. I mean, the rock hall induction ceremony is one example, but like across the board, you have to just say, I cannot be involved. I cannot do this. So we're going to listen to a song called I Bow Out by Whitney Houston. I won't play. I Bow Out by Whitney Houston, which uh, was not a single, even though it kind of sounds like it could be. I think it's it's got a good hook.
1: That's not, it's not a single though. I was listening to that being like, I like this song and it reminds me of like, it is such an album filler to me. Like that <laughs> okay. song is very much yeah. album filler. It's like, it's passable, but there's nothing that's going to make you Want to stay on the radio station if you're listening to it.
2: If that was released as that as a single, you'd be like, "Oh, this album's going to be in trouble." Yeah. So that's off the fourth studio album from Whitney in 1998, uh, "My Love Is Your Love," and coming in
1: with some very serious No Scrubs production.
2: So it's Babyface who produced Babyface, who you know the '90s R&B king.
1: Yeah, did he produce No Scrubs as well? I wonder. Um,
2: Oh, that's a good question.
1: Let's find out. The producer was Shakespeare S H E (laughs) apostrophe K S P E R E.
2: But I would say Um, at that point, that person was trying to be babyface. Like babyface had kind of established that that feel with artists like Whitney and artists like Boys to Men and many others. Do you want to guess who wrote "I Bow Out"?
1: Ooh. I mean, it's just such a generic classic 90s R&B type of song. So it was probably written by one of those hit machine guys. Was it written by a man or a woman? Woman. It wasn't written by Diane Warren.
2: It was written by Diane Warren.
1: (laughs) Everything is written by...
2: (laughs) Everything's written by Diane Warren. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Oh, my God. Really? It was written by Diane Warren?
2: Diane Warren. I must have come in to probably work a day on this album she did a few other album tracks she did a song called you'll never stand alone from the same album and then she did i learned from the best that sounds
1: like a diane warren song
2: right Uh, yes you'll
1: never stand alone like a ballad Yeah, that song to me, it's not even that sassy. It's like I bow out. That it's like respectfully. Very, yeah. <laughs> that is not a sassy way to leave somebody. That's not a sassy way to tell mm-hmm. someone to get bent. Is like, uh, I'm sorry, you're not treating me well and I must bow out. Like that. I regret little, to
2: inform you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> to whom it I must concern. take my leave. <laughs> well, good day, sir. You know, yeah. I bow out. <clears throat> I bow that, out. Bow out, but
2: we're yeah. we're all bowing out of just about everything these days. Yeah, hey, so now we are by ourselves. There's limited for everybody, limited people that they can interact with. We're feeling loneliness. I would we assume we're not
1: taking it to the streets.
2: Correct. We're not. No. So that yeah, <laughs> that is not what's going to be next.
1: I'm and like in my head trying to think of what other bands are there and what other songs could there be.
2: It's mostly deep cuts for for this episode. So. Let's listen to a song called All Alone by T Rex.
4: It's me, Sean.
2: Was All Alone by T Rex from the album Futuristic Dragon, which came out in 1976. That is T Rex's 11th studio album. Whoa! And at this point, more or less, Mark Boland was considered to be a has been. The moment had kind of come and gone, and he was not taken super seriously. I don't, this doesn't seem like this album was even released in the U.S. or in North America. Domestically, it looks like it wasn't released until 1987. But people do consider this album, so this, there was one more album after this before Mark Boland died in a car crash in 1977, but people do consider this to be somewhat of a return to form. I think this song is great. I think it's a lot I
1: think, okay, here's a couple of things that I have to say about this song. Number yes. one. It's jangly, and I love it. It's just got kind of like a, I don't know, it feels fun. It has a fun bop to it, yeah. It's got a fun bop to it. It's got fun horns and a Mm -hmm. fun, cool guitar. I like all of that stuff. It's got some weird lyrics. I think he calls
2: Mickey Mouse a handsome bitch.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, I- (laughs) He calls him Michael Mouse. He calls him Michael Mouse. He says, even Michael Mouse, he has a house with someone there. You handsome bitch, you movie twitch and serenade (laughs) the dudes that move and smile so vile and masquerade, they masquerade. So I don't think Michael Mouse is the handsome bitch, but he does have a house with someone there.
2: (laughs) I get the sense that, and I think you could derive this theory from most of Mark Boland's lyrics, which is that he's just saying words that sound fun, like that sound cool next to each other. I don't yeah, know. That like, there's a ton of meaning.
1: Like Zeus is never loose with his Grecian, Grecian kiss. kiss. Yeah. I was like, "Come on!" An adjacent kid with a Jamaican lid and a switchblade knife. I was like, "This song is wild." Yeah. It doesn't make a ton of sense. I mean, it's about how like everybody's got somebody, and then there's some weird stuff in here about, I don't know, getting held up by a kid with a switchblade who steals the truth from your golden tooth.
2: Yeah, it's just a lot of excuses for internal rhymes. If you yeah. hold hands tight on a marble night, fiery skies and children's eyes—it's a lot of that. Yeah, I'm not really focusing on the lyrics; they're mostly just like a fun excuse to get through the song itself.
1: Yeah, it's a very short, groovy-ass song. I like it. The album artwork for this album is interesting. It's a futuristic and wild. dragon.
2: It must be some sort of a uh, interpretation of Mark with a shield and a, like, jousting sword upon a dragon in front of, what is that, the sun?
1: <laughs> you can't fly that close to the sun, though. Well, so maybe he's to trying say. to tell us something. Oh, my gosh. Well, and he also is a skeleton, so really he could do whatever he wants. <laughs> and yeah. it looks like the dragon's pretty much a skeleton, too, so maybe it is the sun. What I'm saying is, like, that was a fun one. This is just some glam rock fun. I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah,
2: it's really great, and it's a, that is a deep cut that I had not heard before, and I'm glad I did. I've been listening to it a lot. because While you've been it's, all alone? Yeah, because it's fun as hell
1: are you taking us on like a story journey with these songs too?
2: In a sense, so it's like yeah.
1: It started by things changed, then we had to bow out, now we're all alone. Like, yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. so the progression of the order of the songs is deliberate to kind this of is our journey. tell a story. So, I
1: wonder what's next. What
2: could be next? So you're all alone, but where are you? I mean, we're supposed to stay indoors. We're supposed to stay home. And I got to imagine a lot of people are finding – that they have to stay in their room. So we're going to listen to a song called In Your Room by Depeche Mode.
4: Your favorite passion Your favorite game Your favorite mirror Your favorite slave I'm hanging on your words Lifting on your breath Beginning with your skin I own words, living on your breath, feeling with your skin. Will I always be here? Hanging on your words, living on your breath, feeling with your skin.
2: By depeche mode that's off of the 1993 album songs of faith and devotion that song if you can believe it was released as a single uh in 1994 it, it's wild to think of a song that that's that kind of moody and dark and kind of dirgy
1: dirgy very dirgy
2: as a single
1: The thing about it was listening to it, I was like, this is so certainly the precursor to, like, Nine Inch Nails. Like, this is such an influence on goth industrial music.
2: But this was, you know...
1: This was concurrent, but I just mean they've been making music for longer than that, and that that's where they wound up too, just like a gothy, dirgy, industrial. I was. It also made me think too about because we both watched the music video.
2: Right. uh, I asked that you watch to all of our. Yeah, asked you to watch the music video just, you know, as an additional thing to talk about. And that is a music video of the single release, which is shorter and different from the album version of In Your Room. Butch Vig, who was the producer on Nevermind, actually did the single release, which they called the Zephyr Mix, for that song.
1: I think that's good. I don't think that that song should be six and a half minutes. I haven't heard the six and a half minute version of it, but... I don't think so. For me, no. (laughs) Maybe somebody out there, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there who would like it to be six and a half minutes. I'm not one of them. That music video just you know, starring Scott Stapp as Chris Angel was a very weird. <laughs>
2: well, at that time, I think it was, so that's Dave Gahan, the lead singer, kind of, I think, trying to look like Chris Cornell. Like, I think that yeah, was kind of Yeah, like, very
1: much. Yeah, the, there's very much a Chris Cornell as Chris Angel. It's weird. He's doing a lot of really sincere hand movements. He's putting his hands over his heart when he says something sincere. It's a weird uh-huh. one. And there's a lot of
2: stuff in the music video that almost seems like a parody of what you would think a Depeche Mode video would look like. Like black and white clowns in a a desert. (laughs) People wearing bird masks and People wearing
1: bird masks and leather as a concept. Uh huh.
2: Uh huh. Yeah.
1: (laughs) People being chained to chairs. You're chained to your throne uh, as a metaphor. So the video
2: Um, was directed by Anton Corbin, who did pretty much all of the Depeche Mode videos since nearly like the beginning.
1: Well, a thing too that I was thinking about when I was watching the music video was how far we've come since the 90s too in terms of what we consider kink or taboo or <laughs> yeah. edgy. they were know? they were
2: very, very edgy and kind of looking at some of the imagery now, you're like... Yeah, no, that's about yeah what I expect to see on primetime television.
1: <laughs> yeah. You see a you know, a topless woman with her back to the camera, then you see a woman near like a roadside motel or some sort of sex work type place wearing like a leather crop top and sunglasses, and maybe she bites her finger at one point, you know. <laughs> and you're like Scandalous. like just kind of that people were like, Yeah. I'm a freak, you know, I'm into leather and chains. And it's just like, now people are like, well, you know, he's into leather and chains. Like, it's just like, right, yeah. like I, I I feel that we've really opened up as a society for the better in many ways.
2: Yeah. So let's go from in your room, Depeche mode to kind of a more existential thought, which is the Whoa. idea of now we try to live in these circumstances some might
1: say that's what a fool believes
2: well what if you what if you (laughs) are a fool what if you're an idiot and you're like how am i going to figure this out i'm a i'm a dumbass and so let's listen to a song called how do the fools survive by the doobie brothers That was How Do the Fools Survive by the Doobie Brothers. That was off the eighth album from them in 1978. The album Minute by Minute, which is their most popular, and it was really the album where Michael McDonald took over because the original lead singer, Tom Johnson, at this point was not involved. And this album went three times platinum. It was the one that was nominated for all those Grammys. And it is the second song on the album that features the word fool after what yeah. it leaves. And it is the last track on the album.
1: That is why they noodle all the way out. They're just it's like, yeah, we're just jamming, man. Don't worry about it. They're just picking away. No uh, problem.
2: This, uh, did you enjoy the song? I, like, I liked it quite a bit.
1: Yeah, I thought it was fun. I enjoyed it. I don't think I'd ever purposefully listen to it again. But Uh like, that's a song where in the time of albums, I'm on side two of my record, no problem. I'm not mad at this song, just grooving me on out, you know?
2: Yeah, it's fun listening to, I think, to listen to some of these Michael McDonald album tracks. Because we we know the Michael McDonald singles from the Doobie Brothers so well. I don't think he was much of a slouch with some of these album tracks. I think this is a No, it
1: was fun. That song. song, you know, it's not like lead single material, but I enjoyed it. While I was looking this song up in Spotify, I saw the album cover and title for the Doobie Brothers 2010 album, World Gone Crazy. And I just (laughs) want to thank you for not making me listen to a 2010 Doobie Brothers song.
2: Oh, that would be cruel. So we've got one song left. Oh, nine-inch nails. It is nine-inch Inch nails. Our
1: remaining
2: band. I I so believe this will closer.
1: be the <laughs> Are you going to make? <laughs> Are we going listen... to listen to closer?
2: Well, we shouldn't be getting closer, right? right? If anything, we should be getting farther away. But what I would like to do, because this is should the last we be one, up
1: above it. <laughs> well, <laughs> you get up above that. it, but
2: well, then we get down in it, which would be bad. Okay. This song. Uh, so, I what I want to do is with a progression. I would like to end this on an optimistic note. I would like to end this in, oh with yeah the a, optimistic
1: a, notorious optimist trent Reznor. <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> but a somewhat hopeful note or at least a, a good sentiment to end this on is we're going to listen to a song called we're in this together by nine inch nails That was We're In This Together by Nine Inch Nails from the 1999 album The Fragile, which was Nine Inch Nails' third studio album. This was released as a single, because why not? Uh, It does have kind of a catchy hook. Uh, The chorus, I think, is pretty catchy and very Nine Inch Nails. But it also has the kind of challenging things that you expect from a Nine Inch Nails release anyway, which is why I think, you know, I think I've said this before, but I think Nine Inch Nails is the type of artist that should be inducted in the hall and is should be commended for being daring and innovative and challenging while still making music that somehow is able to penetrate the culture and be accepted and loved by the masses while not compromising any artistic vision.
1: Yeah, that was not an optimistic song, Joe. <laughs> you, I mean, the not, the name. We're in this together. Okay. Then we watch the music video. It's all in black and white. It's first of all, I'm very triggered by all the crowd scenes. Okay. <laughs> we
2: did. So we did watch. I did just for something to do while we're listening. I did make Kristen watch the video, which I had not seen. Uh, black and white, of course, and it's From a lot. Start of- to finish running around and like escaping something and
1: escaping and looking and him running against the crowd of people everyone all dressed in black everything's in black and white he for some reason is also got a silver belt buckle on though (laughs) everything (laughs) is black and white and so you can see his whole outfit is black and then there's just this little silver rectangle (laughs) in the middle of his waist where Mm -hmm. his belt buckle is yeah it had it was very nine inch nails I didn't hate it. that is not a song i don't that I would really seek out i I can't imagine it's maybe, six if having, long. maybe if you were having
2: maybe if you're having a- you were having a cathartic moment it feels yeah. like a cathartic song like if you had to get something out
1: yeah if I could like yeah I guess if I had like a big weighted punching bag that I could really kick ass at or something like that introduce
2: or, it to like your that. all ladies dance party.
1: <laughs> I bet Here's that, a, yeah, we do play some songs that are very aggressive,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's like it's basically about like them against the world, I guess. So that is a yeah, that does feel correct.
2: Yeah, I think I think the lyrics are optimistic. If you watch the video, less so, but you know the. Oh
1: my gosh! Wait a minute. Number one comment, the most recent comment on YouTube is from one week ago. It says, "We're all in this together now." One right right next to it. Hello. From the year 2020, in the month of March, everything from the beginning of this video is about to unfold. Run.
2: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, I don't believe that. But, but uh, I, do, I do like the sentiment of, we will make it through somehow, that kind of stuff.
1: Four days ago. You know you're in for a tough year when all of a sudden Nine Inch Nails songs become more and more relatable once again. <laughs> oh, four days ago. Happy apocalypse. At least S- we have the soundtrack. <laughs>
2: stop <laughs> looking at the comp never read the comments. get out of there
1: uh,
2: but that is our that's our playlist kristen that's our twenty twenty inductee quarantine playlist that is quarantine oh playlist gosh. number one, and what we'll be doing is each week. We're gonna go back a year.
1: Oh, so
2: okay. Ne- next you know, week. I
1: thought we were gonna just keep going through this year's inductees over and over again.
2: No, I mean, <laughs> until
1: we until I finally had to listen to that Doobie Brothers song.
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. So we're we're gonna go back a year a week. See how long that takes. You know, there's. Can it's, we skip there,
1: 2018?
2: <laughs> nope. We, oh. we'll be doing that in two weeks. Uh, we will do that for as long as we as long as this quarantine continues our devoted followers will know that I actually posted this 2021 already and a 2019 one but I'm going to imagine most of our listeners have not seen that and I will get rid of that evidence but we're also going to make a Spotify playlist so that will be available for you to check out we will tweet out the link For that when the episode comes out so you can have all the songs all queued up in a spotify playlist
1: oh that's a great idea
2: (laughs) and what we'll do is we will add to that playlist every week as opposed to just making a bunch of different playlists we'll just add to it so then it's kind of cumulative
1: that's a good idea joe hey good idea dude.
2: Hey, thank you. <laughs> you know what? I think now more than ever, we would love to hear from you guys. You can follow <laughs> us on Twitter at rockhallpod on Instagram. Rockhallpod is the same thing. rockhallpod at gmail.com. We would love to hear what well, you think of this is a very different type of episode. So we would love to hear uh, your thoughts. And uh, as always, make sure to Mention if you want Kristen to see it. You're going to have to say that. Yeah, message. I'm
1: still very busy. Even during this pandemic, I don't have time to read all the emails. I'm sorry, guy.
2: Uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Please rate and review us. Five stars only. If you're leaving a review because of this episode, why don't you go ahead and say Michael Mouse. So Michael
1: that- Mouse. Good one.
2: Yeah. Uh, so that we so know, that we you know. this episode. Uh, thank you to Mike Lloyd for the logo. Thank you to Yusuke Kim for the music. Thank you to Joey Divine for the equipment.
1: I should thank Ramona, my roommate, who is home at this moment and has heard some of the um, some of my end of this conversation. So thank you, Ramona Chernick.
2: No doubt. And you know what? I'll I'll throw I'll throw I'll throw some thanks to to Sean and Chad, the guys I live with. Uh, and as always, thank you to Pantheon Podcast for hosting us. And you know what? Fuck it. Thanks Zoom. We will be back next week with another episode. We'll be doing the twenty nineteen quarantine playlist. That'll be a lot of fun. I'm Joe Guzala.
1: I'm Kristen Stutter.
2: And who cares?
1: How about the Rock Hall?
5: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football